And we're back. What's going on with you today? I am just, uh, I'm just here right now. It's a, not, not a bad thing. Um, I've been told we start every show talking about the weather and it's always nice. Is that good or and bad? I was, well, I was fully prepared today to be like, well, finally, it is not awesome blue skies, perfect temperatures. It's well, nasty and raining. Oh, is but it? It's not raining. It, the say, blue skies are out. It's supposed to be raining. I don't have. I don't have blue skies. I do have an overcast and seventy-one. A little cloudy. So well, we're getting there. Maybe next time it'll be thunderstorming. Yeah, we probably won't record though during that because of the chance of cutting in and out and adding extra static. But maybe we could act like it's storming just to make everybody feel like we don't record in <laughs> L.A. County or Hawaii or someplace where the weather's always seventy. No rain ever, and when it does rain, everybody wrecks all the time, apparently. Yeah, I've heard that. Have you ever been <clears throat> nominated or, you know, these Facebook fads that go around where everybody posts, I don't know, whatever. They have to post 10 things about this, that, or the other. There's one that's been going around, I don't know, it feels like a couple of years, but it's made a resurgence. It's where you're supposed to just post 10 albums. Oh, and yeah, I see and you tag a, a person each day with an album. Yeah, yeah, I think there's been maybe even books, too. I don't know. I've not been tagged been in this, albums. surprisingly. Well, I never have either, I don't think, or if I had, I've ignored it, because I think it's kind of goobery and pretentious, and I think everybody sits around and waits and thinks about their albums, which ones make them look cool, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Well, you just But I do enjoy, I have to admit, I... Huh? I'll have an idea for a, a top 10 that will not make us look good, but it'd be a good thing to ask. Go ahead with your point. Well, I get, it's tough for me just to pick 10. Um, and some of them, it's like, okay, I think some people are just posting their 10 favorite albums. And then some people are posting ones that influence their taste, whatever that means. I don't know. I guess one thing could lead to another, like we talked about in our taste episode. Um, so how would you so create one been, of those? Like instead of saying I, 10, would you say a bigger number or would you ask a different question? Oh my gosh, I would. Yeah, so it needs to be, I think it would be just your 10 favorite or 10 that had some sort of influence on your life. Something more specific, I guess. 10 influential like albums one, there in your life? Yeah, like or 10 albums that bring you back to a certain part in your life or something like that because these don't. But I wasn't going to do it, but I guess... I guess I will, because my buddy who, who who tagged me in it, he didn't want to do it either, and he sent me a message saying, oh, i got to do this now, and I'm like, just don't do it. He's like, no, I'm going to do it, and uh, he's like, I'm letting you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag you, I'm like, you better not, don't do it. What was the it. subject when he did it? It's it's um Top 10 albums that influence you or something, yeah. So I'm going to do it, and it, I don't know, it's not like a... It's not like a thing to like show out, but it is. It was. It is fun to go back and reminisce. I was going through. I went upstairs, and I still have all of my CDs from the '90s. And I was going through, and I knew which ten I was going to look for. But as soon as I opened that drawer, like I have four or five um, of those old slide-out drawers you used to get at mm-hmm. the CD store. As soon as I opened the first drawer, there were like fifty in there. I was like, "Well, God, I got it. How can I not do this one? Well, how can I not do that one?" So now I have a stack of like thirty. I've got to narrow down. Some I thought I could do <clears throat> to kind of narrow it down was take a picture <clears throat> of the actual CD when they um, post theirs, like day whatever. Just take a picture of it, and that way, that's like that's like record acknowledging that yeah, I like that album too, but I can't include it on my list. And he's he's already put a bunch that I kind of want to put on mine, but. 
I don't know. We'll see. And <clears throat> is it pretentious to do that? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know so. if it is or not. I mean, especially if this is amongst friends, is anything ever that way? Now, if you get into thinking about the other audience or because it's on social media, mm-hmm. so a lot of people are looking at it perhaps. But if you're just thinking within mind of your 10 closest friends or five or whatever number is relevant to that, I don't think that's so. Ex- that's exactly what I told him in the text. I was like, I'd rather do this like with, you know, our, text? the 50 closest. Yeah, like something like that. That would be so neat. It's like otherwise, because there's all kind. I, I forget I have friends on there like from elementary school that I probably haven't seen and people from work and you know people from other aspects of life they're just you're just connected on there now you're not really friends you're just it should say connections like uh the professional one does LinkedIn just your connections but I was thinking all the people that have done this I don't know where on the spectrum I would put them as far as introvert or extrovert I was thinking I bet all these people that do this are huge extroverts and What's that? I got to we, we lost you the there for we... a second the skype just fell out about 10 seconds were blank oh you were thinking and then it, it took off over? no it's it's fine oh well what i was saying was um i was thinking of all the people who have posted these things with these albums and i was trying to think if they were introverts or extroverts and does, would you have to be an extrovert to want to do this. And I don't know. One person did it. Well, somebody I might consider more introvertish on the spectrum than extrovert. Um, but that just got me thinking about what we're going to talk about today. It's like, kid, cause not everything is as it seems with introverts and extroverts. And I don't know, like, like, um, on the spectrum, is anyone truly one way or the other? I feel like, I think everyone would say they're somewhere in the middle. Ambivert. Mostly. I have a few people did who you would come say across the terms, the ambivert term. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like one of you're in the middle. Yeah, took a little personality test to see what it would do. It didn't really talk about introvert and extrovert, though. I didn't think in the results was it supposed to. The INFJ or whatever. Sent me the link to yes. Yeah. So that first set of letters, the first letter is either an I or an E, and that is to be interpreted as you're an introvert or an extrovert. And then the each oh, okay. corresponding letter will get into different features of your personality. What do you want to get into that now? Yes, I want to hear. I've been dying to know how you're, what's your, uh, well, first, do we want to brief just real quick what that is? Did you read anything about what that is? Uh, It is called the Myers-Briggs personality test or personality score. I think, did you find that term anywhere? It goes by Uh, initials and a few of these things. Um, The the original idea about these pop, uh, um, Personality types were started by Carl Jung, J-U-N-G, in the early 20th century. And then it got expanded upon by um, Myers and Briggs, which I can't remember their relationship. I think it was mother and daughter or something. And um, it, they even – there's a weird story about their names, and it's hyphenated. But the, anyway, that's where it, this originates from. And there's a um, – well, we can we can get into the breakdown of the individual things as far as what each one of those means after you kind of drop that on us. What, what was your score? <clears throat> well, it was supposed to be one score because I saw it gave me multiple scores in one, yeah. two, three, four, five categories. There's the the particular site we use was the sixteen personalities dot com, which it's free. If anybody wants to go there and check it out, uh, we'll plug that into the notes. 
it's um, mine give me two as well. And it give me the, the initials INFJ, but then there's an A and then there's another one that that's dash A and then dash T. I did not get into the details of what that is because the classic version of this test involves just those four letters. That may be some more modern interpretation of some variants, but just to keep it relevant to people that have done this maybe a long time ago or in different settings that may not have that new twist on it. I was just kind of focusing on the classic four letter derivation okay. what was yours well it gave me hyphenated oh the four letters was the same it it was e n t j really they said my personality is commander and it said it's like only three percent or something other of the population is this did, but i didn't go through and look at what all the other ones did were. it surprise you um i don't know i wouldn't have, i wouldn't What's have guessed a, you as a to score as an extrovert which we're going to get into this as the whole part of this discussion. Because well, it says as far as extroverted and introverted, it was 54% extroverted. Okay, so it was still pretty close. Yeah. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> let's see, assertive and everything was pretty much in the – except for the second one. There were, So there were four slides. Mm -hmm. One was extroverted, introverted. One was intuitive and one was observant. Or the other one was intuitive and observant. And the other one was thinking and feeling. Fourth one was judging and per, Perceiving. Uh, prospecting, and the other one was assertive and turbulent. And I was pretty close in the fifties on all of them, fifties and forties on all of them, except for the intuitive and observant. And I was seventy six percent intuitive, which maybe put me in the commander thing. I don't know. Which I'd agree with that. I do go with my intuition quite a bit, but I mean I do sit, but, but I go with my intuition after I've observed. So I don't. That's right. why I had an issue with all of these answers. Like it was hard for me to answer yes. a lot of these things because it was like, well, what do you mean? And I drive people wild when I say that because like, I just asked you a question, just answer. I'm like, well, I can put a lot into this. I can I can answer this almost extreme on both sides depending on the circumstance. So that these little test things don't have a lot of weight with me or merit. So well, and, and I just I'm not trying real to say quickly. they should. I tried to think about it, but I will say what they are is a good tool because right. when you're looking at all of the details on all of the choices on either side of the each letter, this or that, this letter, the you know, next letter, this or that, and you look at all those traits. When you read through these descriptions, like I, I did, unfortunately, I didn't take the test first. I'm reading through all the website and looking at all the different things because I've taken it before. And I knew what my letters, quote, letters were from the test before. And I kind of just want to do a little reading and just, you know, entertain myself. And I was reading through it and I'm like, man, I can see myself being a part of all these things. Now, I'm not going to be whatever it would be to be like the class president or a congressman or the out front, you know, spoken in front of the world and just that you know there's a group of people and then some leader just picks up and you know helps everybody get off the island or whatever that is i will be active in that part but i will not be the one who's yelling at everybody on top of the coconut going hey gather around <laughs> that's right. for sure one i would not necessarily put myself in the boat of um but other than that when you read through this data it's like, Man, i could see this going either way and that's why i actually like the test because it takes you out of that now maybe they're good or they're bad questions but when you read through it you're so like uh, 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 and this so this is at least a tool to kind of help tease out of the data where you might lean now you will change as I have changed in the one I took. Yeah. I think I would, if I, that's what I was thinking the whole time I was taking. I was like, if I took this this afternoon, I would get a different result, which is how I feel about all of these. And so, and I try not well, that to. that would be an interesting experiment of itself. I try not to make the results 
what I want them to be. Like read too much into the question. Yeah, because some of them sound like a hero, and you're like, hey, that's me. Yes. I try to answer them quickly, like quick, quick, quick. And if it's one that tears me enough where I can't answer it quickly, I just hit I hit in the middle. And I did a lot of that, like on these on these questions. You, so you so had I some neutral scores? Yeah. Um, so to explain visually what we're talking about, there is a central point. If you think about a bubble test, anybody's taking like a, you know, the, what they call Scantron test where you're just, you mm-hmm. know, scratching in the bubble with the number two pencil. This was still, it was on your phone or your tablet or whatever, a digital version. And there was the central point that was neutral. And then out to each side to the left and right of that were three choices. It was agree and basically like you agree more strongly. And then the last one, of course, would be strongly agree. And then the vice versa going the other way where right. it's disagree, really disagree and just yeah. terribly disagree. The further, the further to the right was disagree and gets bigger. And the further to the left was agree. Right. And then you could hit right in the center. And it did have a center point. Right. I thought was interesting rather than making you pick. I like that on one side or the other. And I appreciate the way they worded the test. I don't know if you saw, but they strongly suggested not picking that unless you really had to. So I minimized the times, but I think I chose neutral twice, maybe three times, but I'm pretty sure of twice. I bet I chose it 10 times. <laughs> I didn't read those directions. I just started taking Well, it. it sounds like you are accurately in that domain with your, not confusion, but sort of agreement that you're on a lot of both sides of that. Mm-hmm. And I agree for the most part with some of the stuff it says about, now, did yours give you a personality type? Like, are there 16 types, I yes. guess? Because this is called 16 yes. person. I didn't even read through what they all were. What was yours again? Commander. I am the advocate. See, I don't. I don't know any of these means. I didn't read through them. I didn't. I didn't. I was afraid if I clicked too far, it would take my scores away. And I knew you wanted to know what those were. Right. right. And I was actually on my computer, and I'm still ignorant on these Macs. How to take screenshots and stuff, and how to access it, even if I do take one, where it goes. And in the synopsis, if you have it handy, if not, just from your memory, what did it say as far as the nutshell of the commander? And would you agree to it if you don't have it? I agree to a lot of it. Um, I think it was three percent. I think that's what you said. Something like that. Yeah. Mine says it's the very rare, making it less than one percent, which I was shocked because I do not, I don't necessarily feel like I'm part of one percent. But the example it gave was like Tony Soprano for me and Steve Jobs, and (laughs) that is. No, for the people who know you are just chuckling right now, or are you going like really, really? I don't know. I like Tony. Spano. I know. <laughs> I almost think that you might have read the end of this and tried to find a way to get to that answer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I know. I was like, yeah. It says um, a commander ENTJ is someone with the extroverted, intuitive thinking and judging personality traits. They're decisive people who love momentum and accomplishment. They gather information to construct their creative visions, but rarely hesitate for long before acting on them. That last part is very incorrect. Like, I take forever to act on something, forever. So I As know, do I. I don't know how that, you know. I mean, I guess, and that's another thing. It depends. Like, if I'm at, if I was at work and I was a manager and I was the boss, if I thought something needed to be done, I would act on. I would do it. I would do right. So if this applied to my work self or my school self or my self in a leadership position, whether it was a local thing or some kind of fraternity thing back in school. Mm-hmm. This would be me 100% probably, maybe 90-something percent. But like to me overall, this is maybe 60%. Because at home, if I'm not forced to do something, like I've been looking at these refinance rates on the house for ever, and they've gone up and down over the last year or so, mm-hmm. and I still haven't done it yet. You know, So it's like I, I know I need to do it, but I just haven't done it. I mean, I don't know. I just This is part of our identity. Like we've talked episode. about this before. 
You are different we, uh, places, different people at different places or situations, rather. Yeah. And when we buy something, you and I, we both almost research it to death before when we don't even want it anymore. It's like, well, like Correct. televisions or phones or computers. It's like, okay, I've looked at this so much. All I remember is the bad stuff. I don't want it. I don't even want one. <laughs> Motorcycles, whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten I've been wanting a new truck for 15 years, and I haven't gotten it yet. So it's it's out there and rusts. <laughs> I but you found it was accurate for you mostly mm, i i had points of debate as well so i, I won't say yeah. that necessarily I, I always just find these things interesting because i will find something about myself and, and to, to whatever degree of accuracy i don't know but i think it's surely if you've listened to much of our conversations know that you know there's a trend for eddie and there's a trend for me and the trend for me is this sort of self-dissection, self-analyzation, whatever that may be, um, even the ugly parts of self, I have learned to find some sort of weird uh, joy in just taking things apart. And I, My earliest curiosities in life are about how things work, which is how, you know, basically I ended up into the profession we're in is wanting to know how things work and how they affect things. And this is no different. And now I, I've never in earlier in my life thought about how do I work necessarily, but uh Older I get, the more I'm really curious about myself I and everybody like else and how they match and like or contrast. See these results. Like Mine was described would. as very rare and making it less than 1% of the population. And I'm trying to think, or trying to find the fastest way to say this. Um, I really care about the uh, morality and the ideals of others. It's, uh, I'm not part of some idle dreamers, which I found that kind of odd because I do consider myself sort of a get lost in thoughts person. What was the part that you said you did disagree most? Um, that I um, I think it said act quickly. I'd have to go back read over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And then like the last statement on mine is: these individuals are capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. I don't know if I just don't like the way that statement's worded or what, because it feels like something in that is not me. I don't even know what it is. Concrete, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't like that idea, but if, in general. But maybe that's just some other weird hang up in myself. Yeah, this um, one makes it sound like I'm a taskmaster. But right. I'd like to know people's opinions. Like, do you put everybody? Can you like? For, there are certain people you'd be like, yeah, they're extrovert, but maybe they're not really, or maybe they just are oh, around you. Like, I don't think these things are concrete all the time like they're i think everyone is an ambivert but they can have qualities of each so, i only know a few people that i would say are introverts but they're only introverts when it comes to strangers like i must do when i'm writing up some kind of class lesson or in definitely discussing things with you is let's have a standard that way we're on the same page with our terms so it's just you know i'm not going to read it for you know boring sake here but an introvert would be defined loosely as and everything i've read and come across is that it is a person who needs to be uh, alone and or quiet quote quiet time for recharge versus an extrovert would need people to recharge that's not to be mistaken into introverts are shy which is a handful of articles that really come to pound the pulpit on that we're saying like that might be a facet of some introverts, but that is not that does not equate to an introvert. Does that make sense? Like it really has to do with like where you find your recharge from. Yeah, and if that's the case, then my whole idea on these definitions has been wrong my whole life. Like I thought it was more of a a personality like you like to be by yourself, not necessarily to recharge, but just to enjoy 
just that's what you enjoyed. Like the whole recharge part was all new to me. And if that's the case, I'd have to reevaluate everything. So let's I, I'm, I'm picking your brain right now. So so let's say you've been exhausted by a lot of extra work demands or whatever has worn you down. How do you feel like you need to like because my, my go-to is like, well, I just need some time by myself because that is my yeah. program. And I assume others until, you know, in life when I realize we're not all the same in life. So it's weird to me to hear people say, no, I need to be around people to kind of relax and recharge. That just seems foreign to me. It just here again, I just can't give a straight answer because it all depends. I mean, if if I was at a concert or was out camping for, for like a Bonnaroo or something for a week mm-hmm. – I wouldn't want to come home and have friends a over. huge event at my house with a bunch of people over. Would you want to have your closest However, three friends? Maybe. Right or I just want to be that. alone if I've been around a bunch of people. That's now, if I thing. have been working my rear end off, say, trying to get uh, some kind of certification, another board certification mm-hmm. or something, you know, or if work was just was was um, heavy that week and and I haven't seen people in a while, then – I, and, you know, it's just been me and the wife at the house. We haven't seen anybody in forever, but we've been work, work, working. Then to recharge, I would like to have a lot of people over. So it's – I just don't see how you answer these things. I have a I have a huge problem with it. I don't – I didn't know I had a problem with it until just now, though. Like, I mean, I did a little bit when I was reading. I just don't – I well, don't that, know if I – I think because you're that ambivert, which is ambivert is somewhere in the middle of that spectrum and – Maybe there is no true introvert and true extrovert because those are the left and right or however you want to look at the up and the down part of this slider scale. And the ambivert is somewhere in the middle. So at times you might lean introvert, but at times you might lean extrovert. And I have read more articles of, of current that led to that notion that these things are not just black and white. You're this or you're that. That used to be the teachings that I heard was that you are or are not introvert or extrovert based on this, quote, recharge place. But that can vary. With the time, time now, of your life and maybe just where you're at within a month or something. Like, I do know a lot of people who, and this is what I thought an introvert and an extrovert were before, who just don't want to have big, large events. That's just not their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have family members who are that way. I have some some friends who just don't want to go to big parties. Or they don't want to have a lot of people over or... They would rather it just be us, or I'd rather it just be a small group. Like that's what I thought introverts were. They just enjoyed it. Just not a lot of people. And then I have people who all they want to do is go to the bar, or all they want to do is go to huge events with tons of people and um, like concerts or, get or their, whatever. They, just they be the get center their of kicks attention. being around all that. Yes, and being the center of attention and the and the the clown and all that. I know I do know people who are that way. A lot of the time, they will have small exceptions, you know, but those but those number of people are very small. Most people, I think, are like me, where they're, I can do both. I don't, you know, I prefer one or the other, depending on my mood or depending on what's going on in life. Right. They're, I don't think one or the other is bad. You definitely should. No. Like, I like variety. You should try to experience both things. And also, I wonder if it, like... A lot of this. So, okay, here's this too. I wanted to bring up. As I read in particular this one, where we took our personality test, I kept answering the questions and thinking back to my 20 year old life, like my 20 something self. I was like, well, this sounds like this sounds like it was written by grad students, like psychology graduate students, because right. kept talking about relationships and finding and dating. It's like I haven't dated anybody 
and going on 20 years, you know? So does somebody become naturally become an introvert when they get older? Um, and uh, how do you define introvert and extrovert and geriatrics? So, you know, and people are different as kids too. Like, you know, you're all kids seem to be, or at least I know I seem to be extra extroverted, but until I got to like third grade and then that little bit of insecurity start kicking in or fifth grade or whatever it was. And you seem like an introvert, but you're not really, you're just shy or, you know, self-conscious. And then you, you find your, your, um, your confidence and then you seem like an extrovert extrovert again. So maybe that's why the definition has to do with recharging and not necessarily your preference, um, your perceived preference for being around other people. Correct. I, I have found a, a good deal of delight when I first, because I like you thought this had to do with like a preference of settings and situations. And whenever I first heard someone, just, I think it might have been in a, my church class or maybe in like a, we've got a lot of people in and around our age in our church and we, we used to take a lot of retreats and different things together and some a lot of these things were you might have like some sort of getaway slash you know teaching thing the personality tests are part of a lot of these things as they are with a lot of people's employments and we'll get into that idea here in just a minute but uh, as far as how your uh, personality and and work and all that's related to other people but when we've done a lot of these things, somebody introduced me to that idea of like where you recharge because once I get to know you and for anybody who's listening to anything you and I ever do that really knows me, they would probably not ever think of me as an introvert introvert. And that's because once I establish a friendship and a kinship and I am one, this is in my kind of a diagram or breakdown of this advocate, I am extremely loyal and I value loyalty, which also means the flip side. If I sense any lack of authenticity, it's got to go. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I have friends on all levels, as we all do. You know, you have your inner circle, your outer next circle, and so, so on and so forth. And there's nothing wrong with that because you can only have so many close friends. I think it's what the, the Dunbar number who says you can only know 150. Yeah, something? says you can only know quote 150 people. Now, I don't know if that number is accurate and 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 or precise as we once alluded to, uh, but. There's a number there for you because there's everybody has capabilities of how many things they can metaphorically juggle. And that going back to what we that kind of kicked us in gear, that, that source of recharge to me is a really it's just the anchor point for the definition. Now, the more we talk about it and the more I have dug into this, the more it seems a little unclear, which is way it sounded as you were describing yourself and and this idea. Does that drive you away from this idea or in general ideas if if you dig into something trying to explore it and learn more about it and it seems like the more and more you dig the more it becomes vague does that intrigue you more or turn you off more <sighs> like everything it can be either um but i guess if i'm finding myself more and more in disagreement eh, depending on my mood if it's irritating me I just, i'm turned off to it but <laughs> I also have that gene where if I found out I've been wrong about something, I'm like, wow, uh, I thought it was this way, but it's that way. I want to learn more and more so I'm correct. Not necessarily that you're right or wrong, and I might have posed it the wrong way. But the more and more you dig into something or research, the more it seems less like you can pin it down. 
versus your understanding of it was this and now it's that, which does kind of oh. look like a right and wrong. You know, like if you think like you're going to dig into this, I want to understand this more. Let's just say it generically for this. And you dig, 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 dig and you research and you're like, I don't feel like I necessarily understand this more than I did in the beginning. Other than it seems like the more I pull on the string, the more of a giant ball of string I have. Does that intrigue the, you more you, or turn you off more? I don't want to sound like an idiot or like someone who doesn't. Well, I, I'm sure I already have, enjoy, so go ahead. <laughs> who doesn't um, enjoy learning and expanding myself. But if it gets to be like a snowball that I don't see the end in sight, then I'm just turned off to it. Like if I if I don't feel like I'll ever comprehend all of it and it's impossible, then I, I'm, I'm turned off to it. That doesn't mean I won't come back to it and look at it. I like to be able to understand and master things and figure things out. I like to find an endpoint and say, okay, that's, this is my understanding of it. Here's, here's some general things. I've got it outlined. I've got this down. Mm-hmm. If it seems like it's an encyclopedia that just you keep going and going and going and going, then I would be turned off to it. Like I would, I would, I would just say, okay, well, this is endlessly complex. So. I can't really find an answer. I can read about it all the time and learn new things about it. But I, and I think when things are that way, when they seem endlessly complex, I think that somebody's tried to nail down a topic that's too broad. Like you, you're, you can't nail, maybe introvert and extrovert is one of those topics that it's not something you can, you can just nail down as a single topic. There's too many other things that are part of it that, that are, that are factors that you, that you can't, account for and say someone's this or that and so everyone's truly going to be an an ambivert right. do you I mean do you follow what i'm saying absolutely there? Like I and i think everything you just described is part of success because we are where we are in science and in medicine by someone attempting to do that exact thing about whatever the topic is and they will eventually be wrong. I'm not going to go onto the limb with like Einstein and relativity. There, some of the math things right, that, were, right, right. that were figured out way before you and i were born or even thought of amazes me that these guys did what they did when they did and so on and so forth. But a lot of ideas that as, as we further technology or we further are the, the previous levels of understanding then enable us to dig a little bit, you know, in the next layer deep to go back to my question. There are some things like you said that I'll be turned off by, but then there's a lot of things in this world that when I can't quite put my finger on it and it seems like it turns into another puzzle, it just drives me to want it. Now I can't do it forever because I, I will reach an exhaustion point, but th- mm-hmm. this, I can kind of turn this on and turn this off. This idea of these uh, introvert and extrovert and personality types, because it intrigues me to no end because it's, it is, I think, as you just pointed out, it is not simple. It is not very clear. And it's going to be as probably as detailed as the genome itself. You know what I mean? Well, Something I can say where I totally get you on that is we've talked in briefly a little bit, maybe on the show, maybe not, about this genealogy thing I've been going right. down for about a year and a half now. It's going to be endlessly complex, like because just the nature of, you know, you're going to keep expanding, expanding that tree until a certain extent. You know, then you're going to have more than one person somewhere in your tree. I mean, everyone. I, I'm, I don't. This may sound like may f- sound funny. Maybe sound like someone from from Alabama, but you're going to have. A relative that's in your tree more than once at some point you just are right um and so therefore it's going to get smaller i guess the further you go it won't be endlessly bigger but to more to your point yeah like the further you down one line then you can find these other people that are connected and it's intriguing because it seems like it's an endless task you keep doing but to me it's not something that's ununderstandable like it's not that's just a like following a flow chart it's interesting and finding more people and like wow how many people you actually related to but as far as like a concept um 
I'd be if I something I felt like I never could understand. It would be tough for me to hang on to it, depending on how much effort was being put in without and not seeing results. Right. Well, and and this idea that I think part of makes it hard to nail down is I'm not the same person I once was. I'm sure you're. Yeah, not I either. say that all the time. Yeah. So to say me, and, you know, if you were to call me by my name or my social security number, or whatever is just my you know final stamp in existence identity that is, and then describe me, that that wouldn't be accurate. If you said in 2020, this month, this day, you know, so yeah, that would be accurate. Or if you said in 1985, he was this, sure, those things. But to say that you are, in this case, the advocate, which it says is my description right now, that's not always going to be true. I don't think. I What's imagine. That advocate, like, um, it, well, here's one her. little, exactly. And I feel that way about so many things. It says this one little, you know, they kind of highlight some sentences in this big paragraph of information. It says, nothing lights up advocates like creating a solution that changes people's lives. That might be hmm. what I'm, quote, as people say, this is what I'm put on earth for. Because any time I have ever helped someone with their health care or solve something that they clearly they didn't have that I had the knowledge about or something that helped us get to a conclusion – because the, I have, I'm overly empathetic, and when I am in a mystery about my own health or solving something, there's a feeling that I get with that, which is usually like frustration, maybe even a little scared, depending on what the health thing is. But if someone could come and answer all the things for me, it would just blow my mind. So anytime I'm given the chance to do that to somebody else, I don't think there's any greater highlight in my existence. And that's it a, may not be a big thing to them or to me. You know what I mean? It's not like I cured cancer yeah. or anything. But it's like when you solve – like someone's coming to you with like a certain side effect of a medication or something, for example. And I go, well, you know – and everybody's blown them off because it's an odd one. But it happens to be one that I have ran into either in research reading or with, with another patient myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not you. That's, the way, that's, that's one of those – it's odd, but it is coming from this. Oh my gosh. And I've had, I've done that or something like that countless times. And to see their face, you know, you have had made an impact in their life. Now they may never re- remember who I am and I don't care. It's not about anything sort of notoriety right. or anything. Yeah. It's, it's quenching that feeling of uncomfortableness that I experience when I'm in that. I can't think of anything better. Well, this is off the top, the subject of introvert extrovert, but that's exactly how I am when I'm trying to expand people's um, experiences. Like so, you're gonna light up when I eat some sushi and go. I've been wrong all yes, this time. Yes, or <laughs> or not wrong. Just I've been missing just, out. To put like your you've words. been cooking that, not you, but someone you're has right. been cooking that steak, not the wrong way because people get their panties in a wad. But you've been cooking it a way that you will enjoy less if you try it this way, perhaps. And you it's find- not me being a purist. It's just saying maybe if you try to do something a different way, you'll get a different result, and maybe you'll like it more. And when you do. I'm like, yes, yeah, see, see how good it is because I have, when I have solved shortcomings of my own, I just want to share that with someone else. Maybe they're doing the same thing. Like, it could be anything though. It could be, it could be the way you've hooked up your car stereo. You've got certain things, wires crossed wrong. And once I figured out you do this way, it sounds so much better. See how much better that sounds? Or you're using this brand of HDMI cable. Not that I think any of those make a difference. That's just an I, example. I don't think that's been um, proven. It probably it probably has, but you know what I'm saying though. If right. it did make a difference, or you know, you know, you can't get your your pool clear. Like, well, I've been doing what they say by adding this junk here, here, and here. But I have found that if you really do it this way, you don't have to do anything for weeks. 
and you know just I just anything I find myself so we're we're similar on that and that's 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 kind of the basics uh, basis of what we've talked about so many times over the last several I'm going to tell you something I've realized about you and maybe others all that are in the it's you and them in these this particular discussions of you know you, you're introducing this idea or you're talking about a certain topic that you have a way or a thought or whatever and they have maybe a different one this may not have ever occurred to you, but if they perceive that you just want to be quote right, meaning like your, your way is to do cook it like this and eat it like this and use your right hand for the knife and left hand for the fork. <laughs> and that is the best way to do that. And they conclude that that is true, that you will get some sort of gloat from quote being right. But I never heard that in anything you just said. Right. I what know. I heard is that you you receive some joy by helping somebody's experience about whatever the thing is be better. Mm-hmm. But do yeah, you see do you see where I'm coming from? Like some people, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. People yeah, just, just don't think, want to get into this sort of. And I no. think that's their own. Yeah, it's their own insecurities, or they're misjudging you. Onto you. Like you, yes. you, let's say, if in their view or their eyes, for whatever crazy reason, they look at you as someone who's going to gloat over quote, "I'm right, I'm right, I am." You know, one of these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Then they're but just I've never not. Done that, so I don't know. Why no, no, no. no. I'm, that, but I'm just saying, saying, if they would misinterpret you, yeah. because maybe they look at everybody that way. Oh, I definitely know somebody that's coming to mind right now <laughs> that I try to give advice to a whole lot, and it just doesn't. I, sink. I mean. Just to try to help this individual in whatever we're doing, and I'm and they, to them it's just just could you just come off as a know it all or like you want to think you're right all the time? It's not no no. I'm just trying to show you, just trying to show you like I don't know, show you the, an easier way where you'd be more successful. I'm trying not to say the right way because well, here's what they don't know. I'm gonna put words in your mouth. What they don't know, because I have fallen into those little holes at different points in my life as well, what they don't know is that you have researched a thousand different ways to do this or that. This wasn't just a way you woke up, bumped your head on the sink one day and go, this is the correct way to cook a steak. There's probably a good chance that you have tried a lot of different ways and you've landed here through trial and error and or research or reading or listening to experts in the field. Then you ended up here, not just, that's just Eddie's way. And Eddie's way is always right. No, it's not about my way. It's a combination of all the data. That's what I hear. Yep. And that's true. But that's not what I think everybody hears. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. They just think it's, you know, this, whatever. But anyway. And do you have to be an extrovert to want to, uh, (laughs) to show people that kind of stuff? Of course, we've got to go back to the definition. So the definition is how you recharge then everything I've ever thought about introvert and extrovert has been turned upside down. If that is the strict definition of it, I always thought it was what you always thought of it as what you preferred your surroundings to be. Like if you most of the time like to be around a lot of people and going out and outgoing, like, so I guess outgoing and I don't know that you're wrong. I think this is just a more detailed definition because I think in generality, you're still going to be on that original thought. Because you're not going to find introverts that necessarily want to do all that, but definitely going to be a lot of extroverts that plan to be a part of some group, big or bigger. Maybe introverts like going to the coffee shop. <laughs> extroverts like going to the whatever concert. Have you ever want to say any- judged anybody to be right or wrong in this in a in a sort of a loose way? I don't know if you've ever had introvert extrovert conversations with friends or strangers, but. I actually found a podcast recently, uh, and there's two guys. One is introvert and one's extroverted. And 
I think I can judge things, as I imagine all adults probably think they can. <laughs> and as all of them, they have a certain degree of correctness, I guess. But um, I was wrong on this. There are two types of voices in this particular show. And one sounded a lot more reserved and not very exciting to listen to. Kind of like this. I, I, I'm not even going to say the show now because I don't want to sound like I'm mocking this person. That's just a bad impression. And then the other person who seemed, um, he didn't necessarily have what I call radio voice, but he sounded lively in his voice. Now, here's the thing. The lively guy was the introvert. The other guy who sounded very subdued, and I would just say to be critical, I don't think he had as good a mic presence as the other guy. He was the extrovert and a stand-up comic. On a, like an amateur level. And I'm like, of all people, he should know about mm-hmm. how to use a microphone and what you sound like. But again, that's just a case where well, you can't judge with, that. Yeah. It, there's no because way to know that. That almost makes sense because they're in a, if it's a one-on-one thing, then it, you know, the introvert's going to be in there. If you're going by the old definition I always thought of, they're going to be in their realm, whereas the extrovert would rather be doing this. Maybe if they did their show live in front of a huge group, maybe it would sound flipped. And if they were forced to stand up, you know, and hold the microphones or something, not, maybe they would sound flipped in that maybe. perception. But you, but you know what I mean? I don't know that people's voice changes a great deal uh, unless you're trying to do an impression or something. Like You know how some people's voice sounds high and some people sound low and some people might sound sort of like a animated character or like the idea. You know what I mean? Uh, the world does Yeah, like, like a Jim Gaffigan. He's always, he never sounds right. super excited when, even when he's in front of people. Right. But, you, you know, of, like a radio voice. You know what I mean by that, right? Like there's some people that have very good diction and sound. Would you assume if you ever heard any person like that talk to you on the phone or in person that they're an extrovert? Because I would. Because it it projects. But that would have nothing to do with their personality. I I just thought that was interesting. Within this concept of what we're talking about, how we have preconceived notions of putting people in this or that category, one of the way we judge people in this world is how they sound. For right or wrong, you do. You ever do that on the phone I would try to think, any- is this person of this race or that race or how old or how young or how tall or, you know, all these things. Like, you get a mental image, whether you mean to or not, when you're hearing a person talk. Just like right now, some people have mental images of you and I, if they've never looked at our picture, that is probably not going to match. Every time I ever I do this I'll- in life, it never matches. I don't think I'm ever going to uh, put a picture and we can just have listeners just send in um, pictures of what they think I look like. Send in a, Red flame. Send in a celebrity photo. Email it to us um, of what are po- posted on the Facebook group of who you think well, I look mine like. Mine is there, so there's no mystery there, but yours can be. I think I'm connected be. to it. <laughs> yours can- I'm connected to the Facebook group. That's true. So I can't see it. Maybe I should unconnect. Well, I can't unconnect because I'm the <laughs> administrator. Change your uh, administrator <laughs> profile picture. That would be funny. Well, I mean, my actual personal profiles connected to it. That's I, true. I guess it shows up. I don't know. I haven't played with that enough to know. I have a few other Facebook groups I'm an administrator of, but I've never really thought to look at it. In your description, somebody else's profile. Did it mention whether it was easy to you to connect with others or not? I imagine it would, but I seem like it said that it was, and I, I more remembered like everything in life the things that I disagreed with it on. Oh, like on the weakness page. What's that? Like on there was several pages. Like you had the introduction that came after the score, and then there was a strengths and weakness sections, a romantic relationships, friendships. Oh yeah, the, and, the weakness. I didn't agree with a lot of it because I don't necessarily know for sure that 
it got me correctly, but I'll have to let me pull it up here and maximize. Yeah, I'll while you're doing that, I'll go to fast Strength forward to mine. My weaknesses were when someone challenges or criticizes the advocate's principles or values, they are likely to receive an alarmingly sharp or strong response. I'd say that's accurate. And people with the advocate personality type are highly vulnerable to criticism and conflict. I would say that is accurate. Questioning their motives is the quickest way to get to their bad side. That is accurate. (laughs) It said I'm extremely private, and this is in the list of weaknesses, and I would say that is very, very accurate. Um, (laughs) I don't know that everybody would get that, especially people that I might like to uh, talk with a lot. They might get the impression that I'm sort of of chatty Kathy extrovert, and that's just not true. Maybe the chatty part, not the Kathy part or the extrovert. How about yourself? What was your list of weaknesses? So depending on who read this, they would get that chuckle. Probably the exact same person I was thinking of a second ago would love all of this Hmm. (laughs) because it says the weaknesses are the first one, stubborn and dominant. Don't know that I'm stubborn. I just don't think I am. Um, And it says that when when it says stubborn and dominant, dominant, the summary of it is try to win every single debate and push your vision and your vision alone. That's just not true. They say it's in you're intolerant. It's your way or the highway. <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's not true either. Um, I wouldn't say that it's your way or the highway, but I, I would say to summarize that, my opinion of your this version, it would be you do have a strong opinion. Yeah. It's not going to it's not going to be based on ease. a lot of it's based on a lot of trial and error or evidence. Like if you present me though with evidence to the contrary, I'm not unwilling to look at it. it says I'm impatient. I think I am impatient. Although I try not to let it show. I did slip up for the first time ever um, the other day at work and showed my impatience with somebody. <laughs> and I kind of had to catch myself. I was like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. But so I would say that's probably pretty correct. Um, although I'm not impatient with new people trying to learn, like I, if you're a new person, I have all the patience in the world with you for a few weeks, but once I know you've been showed something or have a concept has been applied and you seem to understand it, yet you are ignoring the processes that go along with that concept, then I get a little impatient with you. The next one says is arrogant. I'm sure the person's laughing their rear end off if they're listening to this, because I'm sure they think I'm arrogant. A poor handling of emotions. Now, I could see that going either way with my personality type. I don't like emotions in general. I don't like people showing them to me unless they're very – I don't like people crying at work. I don't like them being angry at work. I don't like them to bring emotions like that outside of the realm of – the area in which they're supposed to be. Maybe that's what they mean by like a better handler might be able to deal with it. No matter the setting. You see what I'm saying? I guess Uh, I just don't like, cause I don't do it either. Like I don't take anger. Like I don't bring my home anger with me to work and I would not take it with me on a camping trip with the guys. Like I would, (laughs) we might talk about it maybe later on, you know, but, or, you know, what's what somebody has said, I just don't do it. I don't know. So maybe that's true. And then the last one says cold and ruthless. And, uh, that's pretty pointed. I'm kind of cold because of the whole emotion thing. But ruthless, I don't think so. I would never intentionally hurt someone else for my own gain, which is what I think ruthlessness is. 
No, no, I wouldn't either. I, I would agree. Unless if, they were an enemy. If these maybe. things are part of... Or an Alabama fan. <laughs> if these are part of an appearance, <laughs> not the ruthless part. I think that's way overstated for the most of the populace. But cold, that might be how they see you. But that doesn't necessarily mean how you are. But that's part of this whole thing is maybe your personality type is not like what your inner soul is. But as you go through life, you will look cold. Does that make sense? That doesn't mean you yeah, are. I guess so. no, that sounds weird. Because I don't know that anybody really is outside of some very odd, barbaric, you know, serial killer kind of person. Everybody else, I think there's a certain level of warmth that's inside. It's just a matter of how guarded you are about letting that light out. Anything else in the strengths that you agree or disagree with? Uh, bits and pieces of, of it. Um, but again, I don't know that. You know, let's say strengths. Where were the strengths? They were above it. it. Says you're efficient. Now that's the first one it mentions is efficient, and that's something I can't repeat enough to people. Is I don't like inefficiencies. Like uh, that's all. It's almost a an OCD thing with me that I maybe I have a mental disorder over like doing everything the most efficient way possible. Like I've told you how I have to have the bags a certain way at work, and I have to like I want everything a certain way um, for efficiency's sake and. And when someone doesn't do understand that efficiency, older. they're going to think that oh. you're very pointed, cold, and got to have everything stubborn and be your own way. Yep. Other one was energetic. Yeah, I guess so. Self-confident when I think, yeah, I guess. Or at least I liked, I mean, who doesn't want to look self-confident? So what is it, the phrase people use, um, fake it till you make it? Right. Like, like you should always seem confident to the point, I mean, not to the point to where you seem arrogant, but... You should project you, that you know what you're doing. Yeah, and who wouldn't? I mean, some are able to do that, and some are not, though. I have to. I have a hard time telling that to coworkers. Sometimes when you're dealing with a customer or a patient, like I don't want you to tell them anything that's not true. But you also shouldn't look like you're incompetent to them, or they're more likely to think that you are, or the rest of us are. And then so, the level of trust fades as well. Yes, and then and then you know, yeah, you have to. Just like, oh, that's new. Um, well, this used to, like to try to, you got to try to find, and I don't know if you can even teach this. I don't even know if I can put it into words, but I try to tell them not to look like, like they're, they don't know what they're doing. Right. Like, you know, don't try to make stuff up. But this, yeah, I don't know. It's, that's a complex. Well, you don't have to, to be able to explain everything at every given moment to everybody. And I think there is a tendency to want to do that, to, to alleviate people's curiosity. But when you do that, it might open up those vulnerabilities that you're talking about that make you look like you don't know what you're doing or what you're talking about. Yep. So the next one was strong-willed. Yeah, I guess so. They don't give up when the going gets tough. So I've talked to you on this podcast a little bit about my new hobby, which is going bowling. Oh, my gosh. So we was shut down for a while during the COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we're going back, it's like I'm starting all over again. But here's my thing with that. I'm trying to learn how to do it to the best of my abilities, which means I'm trying to learn how to throw it the way the pros do and I'm, every little thing, there's so many variables. It's really hard. And every time I go, I want to take the bowling balls and roll them off a cliff <laughs> like because I'm terrible. Like I throw them in the pool. As I always say, like I just, I'm taking all this crud and I'm going to sell it or I'm just going to blow it up or I'm just going to leave it out front. Whoever wants it, you can have the it. bottom of the pool. Of I never is do. Full. And I always go back and keep trying and keep trying. So I guess I am strong willed as far as trying to do it the right way, because I'm determined to learn how to do it the right way. 
Like I remember as a kid, I gave up too much on things and then just come to find it. I just took time. Just took time. Like I, like I was, we were talking about this the other day. I couldn't throw a football very well until I was probably in my early twenties, like all through high school. I could throw it, mm-hmm. but not very well. But by the time I hit, I don't know, 20 something, 22 or three, I was pretty confident that I could throw, you know, just like anyone else that should be able to throw. But for some reason it took me forever to be able to throw it good. Now, I was still, I could still throw it a lot better than someone who never could be. I still have friends who can't throw it at all. I can't throw a football. They look like goobers when they throw it. It's, it's just hard for me to believe. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying I was like it, you know. It's not an easy like task. It's not easy, but that was just an example. It because it. I mean, some people are naturals at it. I mean, they probably were quarterback of your high school football team. There were, you know, or or you know, heck, anybody who plays on the team probably can throw it better than the average person. Right. Um, so it is a skill to learn how to do. Um, but, and not only that, just athletics in general, like I got a lot better in my twenties and I don't know why that is. Um, so it just, it just takes time and practice to, to do things. So I'm, I'm determined and determined to get better at that. So that's part of it. Um, strategic thinkers, 100%. I definitely think strategic about everything. I definitely try to read it between the lines, even though I don't like to, like, what does this mean? Where does this go? Um, if I do it this way, you know, what's the... What's the next move? It's almost like a chess match. So you like don't necessarily this. take all the data in in what they call in this, this description I read. I don't remember. I have to go back to it. But one of the particular letter choices, it had to do with like accepting all the data in reality. But then there was this other and using maybe your own senses. And then the other one was like, yeah, I'm taking all that in. But then I also have this other like opinion or uh, feeling that goes with that. I think that was that. the intuitive and observant. Right. And it said I was seventy six percent intuitive, which I'm very intuitive, but I'm, but I also go. But the intuition is based on what I've observed, so I don't think those two should be opposing. I mean, I think those are just very difficult words that it could be a better way to organize yeah, that. Has to be because I, everything's based on um, observation for me. Like I see it, a lot of these so things. I, like it almost sounds like that. That one scored you inaccurately because mine scored more of the other way. Which made it like I can't remember the words it used, but that I I took into consideration of all the reality and observed, but I had my own feeling of what this really means. You know, it's kind of like where we got into that. What's the spirit of a law versus anybody who's ever read a particular law uh, or uh, tort or any of these things? They're usually very wordy, and you can't always understand. Like, what? So, what is this saying? You can or cannot do, or what you should or should not do. And then we a lot of times we boil these things down in legal discussions. Like, what is the spirit of the law? Where someone may read that in a very factual way and just take just and all they do is going to repeat the law back to you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. See that that that's, that to me is is not it. And that's because my personality sees it a little bit differently. I think. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. And then I don't know what the judging and prospecting. I don't know what those. How, what does that mean? Like, I, I find that one to be the most difficult one because I don't like the judging and judgment are such a sensitive hot button words. I, when I read it, I'm like, I don't, no even, I don't even know I mean, what I read. I'm, I'm judgy. I mean, I'm but, definitely a judgy person, but, but it didn't seem like it even included that. Test. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure each section was dedicated towards this, but how all this, what this has to do with intuitive and, uh, Introvert, I mean, extrovert. Um, yeah, well, that has to do with all this. I'm not really even sure. Um, and the last one was assertive and turbulent. Like, I thought that was weird. Like, the, that was the most difficult one for me. <laughs> yes. Like, how could you be turbulent? Like, how I is one different know, than the right. other? Isn't yeah, somebody like, assertive turbulent? 
is tur- like to me turbulent almost sounds like you're wishy washy, which I would. I am not. So, and it says I'm 58 percent turbulent. So I don't. I had a high turbulent score as well. I'm not sure what that meant either. But you know. maybe because we were on multiple, we answered things. I bet the turbulence has to do with if you answer the like you know they answer basically answer the same ask you the same question five times and if you right. answer it differently, maybe you. Maybe that maybe that's true for us because we're looking at it. Well, it depends. Right. Maybe the more it depends, you are the more turbulent you are. I would like to see the know. test that we took for this diagrammed out. You know what I mean? Like these, this yeah. particular question led you to have this score and have all of it like on a big board where it shows, and that way I might understand it better. And then I'm, and then maybe I would even miss having misinterpreted one of the questions, perhaps where I was looking at it from like a the total different angle or something. Well, I, I don't know that any of all the rest of these features of a personality have anything to do with introvert and extrovert. It's just it's the idea of introvert and extrovert is what we wanted to talk about and kind of dig into. And I find it fascinating. Otherwise, I would, wouldn't have brought it up to discuss. But these things are all tied to that. Like any reading or research, for the most part, you're going to get into the introvert and extrovert are part of a personality type. Well, what are, are the other traits? And then this just gets into all that list. Yeah. I, once I started reading, I was like, well, this isn't going to be easy to talk about directly because there's so many variables. Like, it, Yeah, there's like 16 different options have an introvert, for this yeah, particular test. Yeah, you can be an introvert, extrovert podcast. Like, we're going to go down this realm today of, of it. And what does this mean? What are you? And so a lot of, I feel like maybe we failed people because maybe they were tuning in to see well, there's what not an answer. introvert or extrovert. and. People hate hearing that. Like they want to listen and say, "Well, this is what you are." Well, I will. I will no, say. Looking this. at results are fun, so they can For take sure. this test at sixteen what personalities. personalities. dot com. Yeah, sixteen personality. The number one six personalities dot com, and because people love doing this, and from what I could tell, because when you sent it to me, I was like, Darren, <laughs> why are you sending me another one? These things, all these people taking this, losing, <laughs> getting all their information. It's not one of those. It's not a phishing. Here's your ten from what I could albums. Tell, <laughs> I want your mother's maiden name, your year of right. birth. Yeah. It does not ask those people things. answer all that crap no. like on those things. Do you have people in your that, that answer that do every quiz ever? <laughs> like, uh, this is your celebrity crush. This is your – oh, God. I like, see those things so much. just bought a, a CD player in, in Moscow. Right. So. But I flick through my social media so quickly – Outside of this, if a person that's in my world has posted something in their own words and even shared, I'll give you two sentences into the sharing. And once I see it, somebody's trying to teach somebody about their political ideas of life. Move on if I don't snooze you all together, because I, I don't I don't. Maybe this gets into personalities. Have you ever thought this question? Who in the world who shares no matter which side of the political inning you are? Who actually thinks that they are, A, doing the world any good, B, going to change anybody by having read this, or C, you know, something else I haven't thought of? But do you, do you think there's motive that when people post this, or that, do they think, what, what are they thinking is what I'd like to know. I've never shared any of that kind of garbage, nor would I, because you're not going to change anybody's political ideologies or beliefs in this life period, I don't think. You're going to make the smart people think you're dumb, and because I've had to back off of that. The older I get, the less of stuff like that I even share. Um, but I think in the, they're either in the moment they're heated, they're mad about something, or like so many people, they are they're having some kind of argument with someone else, and they're just posting it on their on their feed. And it's all there for the rest of us person, to see. But everybody's seeing it too. Like, right. 
Like I have, I have a friend who was just, I had to unfollow who is more like me than probably anyone else, but you know, we're different also, but I had to quit following that person because it's the constant political stuff. And I'm like, okay, I just can't take it anymore. And I used to not be against that. I used to be like, you shouldn't block people. You should always get a different, you know, opinion on people yeah. or see, you know, but an opinion of an opinion you, doesn't some- have a lot of weight for me. Like if there's a, you know, whatever sourced and you, I'll air quote it, you can, or whoever they reputable, you know, this has happened and this was the person involved and it's a political thing that that's news depending on where that came from. But an opinion about that thing happening. <laughs> yeah. I think they're just oh, arguing with somebody my. or they're trying to argue a post uh, or a, um, a previous opinion or a previous, um, just think of, they're trying to strengthen a previous point. How much server space? No one remembers the previous. If that didn't exist, huh? how much server space would oh, be yeah. freed up if that didn't exist? Oh gosh, I don't know. Are they trying to um, shore up a previous point that no one even remembers that they posted to begin with? Right. So. Well, the you know, well, if, if there is a message that's buried in the uh, the banter, because I I I don't know that I finished my point about the introvert extrovert of myself a long time ago is that when I find myself being social really social amongst people that I uh, I'm akin to, and I don't mean related to, but I, I brought you into my circle and I love the social interactions, have you at my house, talk to you on the phone or whatever that may be, but I would never consider myself an extrovert. And, and I never knew of that original or that not original, but that definition that talks about where do you go to, you know, power up and, you know, recharge and all these things. And I definitely do need my alone time. And I would have thought as all humans probably have to some point of their life, they've, they've all thought the world was like them because all, all of us have ever been is ourself. And I would have thought, well, everybody needs their time alone. Turned out that's not true because there are some people who don't necessarily need that. It doesn't mean they don't have it, but that feeling of quote, everybody needs their own time. I don't know that that's accurate because of this information to me, meaning like the extroverts. Yeah, I I think that's true. Like, so I guess the take home for me was just, it's more about recharging and, and grouping, but you could look at, like I remember when I was in my twenties and in, in, in college and, recharging was being around all my friends and I go into a party or having a hangout like that was relaxing, getting away from getting away from what you were doing before. And maybe it's just, you, I don't know, maybe I just want to do what I, the opposite of what I have been doing. It's like, I've been around a lot of people. You want to be by yourself or if you've been by yourself, study, study, studying, you want to be around other people and socialize. Well, I don't know. Here's a way to explain that. So let's say if, if we could drill down and maybe I'm not the right linguist to do this for you, but if you could drill down, like you said, it's the opposite. And let's just say for argument's sake, you are an introvert and you've had all this time alone. But then now by converse, it, it turns out that you are drawn to having at least a little social gathering or something. That's because, and this one article I read this off, I forgot to put all this bow on this top here. And that is you have charged up so much in this alone time. You You are fully charged and ready to go. You need a place and a time and a situation to disperse this energy that you've had all this time to charge up. So it might just look like that you want to do this sort of opposite thing when in fact it's this sort of you, you full, the batteries are full, man. You need to go out and drive around for a while kind of thing and, and so to speak. But once you're worn down or once you had it with the world or existence or whatever, if your refuge is alone, then by definition, you're an introvert. So that makes sense in terms of it's not yeah. like 
Well, an introvert, why would they want to go and be in a group? It's because they're full. You know, they've had enough time alone that they're ready to go out and kind of burn some of that off. Now, not all of them will because this is like a sliding scale of intro and extrovert. Probably more so for the intro side than the extra side. And another thing I want to throw out is because it kind of got pointed in some of these articles. Introverts aren't bad people. Introverts are not bad leaders. They're not bad thinkers. Uh, apparently, uh, maybe before you and I were in existence, that, that the idea that if you were in um, business, particularly sales or and or management, you had to be an extrovert. And because I read some articles that were like specifically identifying what seemed like old or antiquated ideas from when I don't know, it didn't say, but it it used to be that to be good in sales, you needed to be an extrovert, which on the surface, that might make sense that you would want one. Like they're, they're they're easy to talk to people. Do you think about extroverts in your life? I know two or three that they don't ever meet a stranger. If you have uh, these one or two guys that I'm thinking of in my circle with you, no matter where you go, they're going to greet and talk to people of whoever's around. It doesn't matter where you're at. That's just what they do. Well, these people happen to be in sales. Well, there was a study I read on one of these many articles that said an ambivert actually sold more things and or had higher revenue than a true extrovert. It's because they actually understood as far as their clients go, introverts and extroverts. And they weren't just all the time, blah, 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 you know, or pushing the sale or whatever. Yeah. That that might be an extreme extrovert version that a ambivert. And I want to say, mm-hmm. I read something similar to that. And I want to say it said that. Their sales or something were like twenty percent higher than introverts and thirty percent higher yes. than extroverts. I was yes. like, wow, that's yes, that's, that's a, pretty I read high this, on either point. Right. That so, I'm just saying that to say that if you are listening to this and you're you're intrigued by this and you were like, I don't want to explore myself, and you find yourself your personality may not match with some sort of stereotype in the world. That really has nothing to do with nothing. This is all for fun and statistics. And statistics, for one thing, there's always outliers of them. So if you're an introvert, but you really want to be part of something that seems extroverted, well, first of all, you may be wrong about what you are. Or you may be like myself, uh, which I don't—I didn't come across this, but I had friends come up with this idea of the excitable introvert. Again, it goes back to where you recharge. It doesn't mean an introvert can still be the life of the party and all these other things. But at the end of the day, to use a terrible phrase that I hate, you have to kind of cool down and recharge alone. That's more of the true definition of it. And it doesn't have to do with your gregariousness or whether you want to be part of the life of the party or not. You can still do any of these other tasks that seem to be dominated by extroverts. I'm trying to think if I know anyone, though, who's not that way. Like... I don't know anybody that when they're dead tired want to go out and hang out with I a know million one. other people. Or- well, I won't say a million people, but I have a friend of mine, and he was one of the ones that I had a lot of these discussions with, and his way of recharging, his way of dealing with um, – we, we both lost a close, close friend in a tragedy, and I remember even discussing it during those times. His way of dealing with that was just being around people. Where, and this might be another example we didn't even touch on is like when you're dealing with something incredibly negative or like a loss in life, where do you want to be alone or do you want to be around people? Again, I don't think any one question should That's define these example. things. But, but did that turn a different know, light bulb on in your basement, perhaps? Yeah, I, yeah, I do know people who are that way. Definitely. So that's definitely that. That's yeah. That's a that might be a better way for me to have to look at it. The definition. And what about now? This I don't want to make this this one run long. No, no, no. Um, but uh, well, shoot, we already are getting long. Um, how do you think this relates to? Maybe there's no correlation to gamers. 
Like everybody thinks somebody who wants to sit. We were talking about this briefly the other night. Um, people think maybe of gamers, they want to be alone. They're introverts, but really, do you know extroverts that are gamers? People. Just to I don't know. Cause I don't know. My whole definition of people has been turned upside down, <laughs> but, um, there are people, there are people who go out and game and at least play first person shooters and things like that. They're probably interacting with and talking to way more people than the normal person. Although that's a fake, re- it's not a, it's not real. It's a, well, it's an alternate reality, you know, whatever you want to call. What is that word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, it's kind of like virtual reality. But yeah, it's virtual. The, the thing exactly is, the communication's virtual. real. You might be doing, you know, I, all right, to put a pause, but the, the exact conversation you're having right now, I had this thought of, or thoughts about this same idea a few years ago that when you work with lots of different people and you hear different points of view of life, it is enlightening in ways that you're not always going to be relevant to when those light bulbs actually come on and hearing people that talk about things in this particular hobby of gaming and all that and, and the social structure that's there to change my entire impression of this. Like you said, you know, maybe it's sort of a weird movie version of a stereotypical gamer is some guy who's locked himself in his parents' basement and he's got all this elaborate setup that looks really cool, maybe for, you know, technological things, sound and visual and all these, and they don't want to be around people. But in fact, these modern games, this is not just you against Pac-Man as it was in our childhood. It is you and teams of other people. And now they're interacting with all these people because they all are wearing headphones and have microphones in some various way or another. Mm-hmm. So they are really more social than I ever thought. And I I know yeah. of folks that have really good, like real friends that they talk to all over the country. Just like I have met people doing all these, you know, Iron Man or whatever I've done and now connected to them in Facebook and they're real people just like I'm a real person. And and it's the same thing. It's all bit through a different hobby. And I will say in their realm, they probably communicate even more because they're audibly talking to them during a game. Yeah, I know people who, who are close to me who have more virtual online friends they talk to than regular friends, which that's for us, all the people who are of our peer group are like you know wow that's interesting whereas everyone who's half our age is like yeah (laughs) right that's right kind of normal right weirdos yeah it it might look or sound strange but i mean you're all playing the same game at least at that given moment so there's the common link there there's that you know common idea of whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. the type of game and all these things it's no different than me and you talking about football or fishing it's a common thing that ties two people together and then the communication is albeit different than anything that's before but it's still it's there well i know like gamers who um who um They'll play the game and then they'll sit like so. You, I don't know how how much gaming you've ever Pretty done. Pretty ignorant to you, it now. It kind of took off when I was about. I mean, it's been around forever, but Xbox really blew it up with Halo and then um, Call of Duty and all of those games. With the live sound- and the online, like the games themselves yes. were yes, yes, but it had to be that. But I that know- was the interaction part. So you get on, and then and this is generalized. It's different, you know, but this is the general way it works. You get on, and you can form your own group, like your own chat group where you're talking to your friends, and they can be in your game or even playing a different game. Um, and then if they're playing your game, y'all get together, and y'all, y'all have to find a session where you can go into, 
like whether it's a server or you serve it on your machine or depending on the, and this is very generalized. It can be, it's different for computers and PCs and, um, as it is for consoles and different brands of consoles. But anyway, so you can get, you can sit there, not even like I've seen my friend gamer friends who, and I've been part of these groups because I like, I got on the one to actual play. Like they would rather, they're just sitting in the chat room, not even trying to find a session sometimes for an hour or two, like hours just chatting and talking about things and, Half of them aren't even playing. They're just sitting there talking, or some of them are playing another game, or like some of them are playing something old like Tetris, and like the rest of them are, you know, they're just online talking to each other. Like they're not necessarily all playing the same thing, mm-hmm. or they're not playing anything. They're all in the same, they're going to be playing the same game, but instead of looking for a game to go in and play, they're just um, sitting there talking to each other. Yeah, this- Or they'll go into a, like Halo had this mode, and this is old, this will show how old I am had this mode where you could go in and create your own maps, basically called it forge. Um, and I knew a lot of people who would rather do that than go in and play the game. They go in and just kind of hanging out. It's like they're hanging out with their friends, like they're just in this virtual world and they're just having to be the master chief with these guns and they're building these maps and just every now and then they'll kill each other just to be funny. But that's just kind of their social thing. And there'd be like 15 or 20 people doing this stuff. So well, hearing you describe it reminds me of something that's, real for those people who are more pedantic about these things. And that would be bike riding bicycles is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so it's not unusual, especially when I was doing this a lot more and it's still ongoing now in my community. I'm just, I'm more into running right now, but when we would all meet up, there's part of when we would all finally get there, some, there's a certain amount of time that there was a lag before the ride started. Now, albeit if we all had like real, you know, hard outs that we needed to get this ride in, we would expedite that a little bit more. But if we didn't, we would talk for 20 minutes before we ever started riding. Or, and definitely at the end of the ride, there was just, could be 20 minutes to an hour of chatter that happened after the ride was over. That's all about, and it may not necessarily even be about the ride or about bicycles themselves. It is just the social connection that went with that bike ride and that group of friends. So hearing you say that, I'm listening, I'm thinking about the countless group rides I've been part of. And it's like, this is no different than anything else. It's the same thing. Yep. And like, right, even if you're riding a power bike, a motorcycle, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you see these huge groups of dudes and now we have electronic devices where we can all talk to each other, but getting 15 different people to ride the same kind of motorcycle more or less by the same kind of electronic device is tough. So you have these rest periods where you stop and like, guy, oh, what do you do on that motorcycle? It seems like you're at a coffee shop or the Harley dealership more than it's like, well, cause it's a social thing. Right. Like, yeah, they like riding, but the brakes and talking to each other and stopping and just the, the camaraderie is part of it as well. It's the, it's the point of it. Of course I don't ride in groups. I've never ridden in a group more than probably four bikes, but I'd like to. I just haven't found that many people that I'd want to ride with. There's a lot more two people. social things are tied together a lot more than they appear to be on the surface. I think that gaming thing would is probably an eye-opener to a lot of people who aren't aware of how all that works. Yeah. Definitely. They find more people who are like themselves, too. So, and that doesn't mean they're introvert. Hmm. It maybe just meant they didn't get along with the people that were surrounding their the, the, their parents choose, chose to buy a house. You know, like... Yep. The children that those people had didn't necessarily groove well with them. Lucky for me, I learned a lot. I wouldn't say I'm not close really with any of the kids I grew up with around my house, but I learned a lot from all of them. There definitely were. It was definitely a smorgasbord is the word we used the other day (laughs) of um, personality types. So, but not all kids are that lucky. You know, like my parents still live where they did when I was a kid. 
and there's just not a lot of kids there anymore. Of course, my younger brother and sister aren't kids anymore. They're um, in their twenties pretty much. And of course, when they were though, when they were little though, like, you know, I was, there was no one to go ride bikes with and stuff like that. And, you know, things have changed a whole lot too. So it's, it's hard to label someone just as an introvert or extrovert because they're, they want to go play video games instead of go out in the woods. I mean, we went out in the woods when I was younger, but there was almost no chance of running across a meth lab, you know, like there is now or whatever. Right. Like we were in between the moonshine meth labs. Like we were somewhere in that nice moonshines were gone. Stein shields were gone. Right. Moonshine stills were gone and meth labs haven't quite started cropping up. And so moonshine is, is, was meth the, uh, the early 2000s version of moonshine in the 30s and 20s? Possibly. Albeit a lot more Except, dangerous as far as yes, bumping into lot, it. Yeah, a lot worse. That and just dangerous to make and dangerous and not good for you. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody's saying alcohol is good for you, but right. it's meth the worst. Right. The odds are you bump into that, that, it won't blow up. Right. For the most part. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I had, all I could get out of it other than – like all these topics we sometimes pick, they could go on forever. Um, that's the best I could do at kind of scratching the surface on the introvert and extrovert. Well, I, Just kind of talk about our experiences and things. I, there's some things that, and I kind of teased into that in the middle of this discussion, that the more I pull on the string and try to see what this unravels, the more it just keeps going and the more I'm intrigued by it. It doesn't mean that... Uh, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to have any answer to a lot of things in life. And that in itself is not wrong or bad. The, you know, fostering someone's thought, imagination or curiosity is going to be a hard second to that first one that I announced or, you know, read off in the, uh, when it had the personality type said that whatever it was about me helping someone or whatever it was in life was like my ultimate thing. And that is true. But right second to that is if I can just turn anybody's switch on to wonder. And just think about things, this or that, or them, whether it's themselves or the kids or the parents. Are they introvert, extrovert? How does that all relate to me? It changes how I look at relations about myself and or people around me. Just thinking of the complexities of personalities. To me, it explains a lot about how things interact, good and bad. Right. And as with all of our shows, pretty much, that's as much as we would like to give answers and find, you know, some closure on topics that's more or less where the whole idea of this show came up with was we start talking about something that gets us thinking about it later. It's in the title. Like what's the, I hate what's the show you come called? Here and you're hoping to find. Yes. yes. It's not called I, answer I'm works. Sorry. <laughs> right. I'm sorry if you come here and like, God, they didn't answer any of my questions. Well, hopefully though we have stimulated you to think about it and to go out and look on your own mm-hmm. because that's the whole. That was kind of the whole thing of this. As much as we do try to find some answers and 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 share what we have found, really, it's about it's it's about. Well, these were interesting, and there's so much more out there, and just just get you thinking about it. There's something. Just there's 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 so much to everything. There's the complexities of things, and maybe not to as you like to say, pigeonhole everything into a certain group. Maybe you realize there are no such thing as pigeonholes. Or there's holes. the thousand pigeonholes. Maybe that's the difficulty in it. It's one of those boards you hang stuff up on the pegboard. Right. And and I just want to say this one last point because I thought I, I meant to bring it up many times. And I know a friend who has his own businesses and he uses the personality types when he hires you for the purpose of encouragement and for discipline. 
because the way you encourage and the way you discipline all these different subtypes is going to vary. Not, you know, it's not going to be like a big, big difference. Everybody's going to say, well, that's still encouragement. That's still discipline. Yeah. But if you really want to help foster somebody's growth in your job, you know, in your business, knowing how they tick and knowing, you know, if, if they're one like me, like I'm going to take criticism really personally. I, I don't control that. That's just part of how I was drawn out on DNA. So if you knew that, it might change how you correct something or bring it to the attention of or whatever that you're not just smashing my feelings in the door. So there is a lot of real application to this. I don't have a lot of experience with that, but I know that that, that's something that it's a lot more useful than just some banter we throw around. I think it's just a tip of the iceberg as to far as how it interests each person about who they are or their family is. I think it could be a useful tool as far as that goes. I, I was thinking about that actually as I was doing it. And I was like, I wonder why big corporations don't do this. And it might be that they haven't found a usefulness for the correlation of if it's true or not. But definitely that's something, you know, if you do know, I mean, it'll get you in the ballpark at least. Right. You know, some, or you could use a specific answer on a specific question that couldn't have a lot of different outcomes. If they're cons- they seem to be consistent with that same question, then at least you know on that single thing you know something about them. Right. At least when they took the test, because <laughs> in two months. And no, they yes, change. they they'll change as we all do. God, don't give don't give corporate an, an idea of one more thing to do once a year. I don't think That's this can be implemented on a on a giant scale. <laughs> I mean, he and probably employees I don't know fifty people and under. So it's a lot more doable task for him. But if you're talking 50,000 or 500,000, uh, it would be interesting, but I don't know how it would get misused would be my my worry in that situation. And that's probably a part of my right. personality type is thinking of things in that way. Haven't had an update on the Rock City Birdhouse recently. I don't know when the last time we talked about it. Well, I know because, your location had changed. Yes, it has changed. I can no longer see the Rock City Birdhouse. But I can see two bird feeders that haven't had bird feed in them in about four years. <laughs> the birds still go swing on them and hang on them and look in them. So I don't know if they've learned from other houses that usually aren't cruel to the birds and feed them there, that there maybe should be food in there. But there yeah. is a cardinal on it right now. I can see that cardinal just banging on your window with a little tin cup. It's the one. <laughs> That's the one. It is the one. I hear him now. Or her. It's a her. I hear her in there banging on the door. Sansa. It's... it's I'm thinking so red. I think it's something you don't like, and I'm thinking Sansa. <laughs> I mean, she was the worst character in Game of Thrones. That mm. has had four people unsubscribe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Click. Well, mm. that's all I've got about my introverted self. Until uh, next time, we'll dig a little d- deeper into something. Have a good day. Yep. You too. Seen a bunch of run-down new horse towns Where the church is the backbone loves and the plow And the five-string melodies grooving